Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is a very special episode. Episode 85. Ocho Cinco. Now, I, I know it's, it's always a dickhead that speaks like actual Spanish or like been around enough Spanish and knows that Ocho Cinco is not Spanish for 85. It's Spanish for 85. And the correct term is Ochenta y Cinco. We know that. We know that. I, I work, all I work is with Migos. I know the language. All them, Like, get off Chad's ass for that. Like, bro, he just saying eight five, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Leave that man alone. But yeah, this is episode eighty-five. We gotta talk about this North Carolina loss. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. It's probably honestly, I probably will have more listens from people who normally don't listen every week. Just you know, just to see if I how I play it. But uh you'll find out. Uh welcome if you don't normally listen all the time. And then we're going to talk about other things. Uh, we're going to review the ACC games from a week ago. We're going to predict the games from this for this week. And we're going to talk about this Boston College game coming up on Saturday. So, you know, get comfortable, man. This one might run long. This might run longer than usual. They ain't going to run long. Trust and believe me. Believe you me. We're getting out of here on time, folks. I mean, it might run maybe 35 minutes or something. It just ain't gonna run the normal thirty. But uh, football's in full effect, man. Many teams strutting their stuff. I mean, it's a lot of COVID stuff going on in the NFL, but um, games are still being played. NFL making it happen, man. The MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of the, all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, man. Let's talk about this North Carolina game. I got a, I kind of got a different take than a lot of people. Um, no, let me take that back. I don't have a different take. I got the same take, but maybe I I want to go a little deeper in on certain shit. First and foremost, uh, I got to talk about the overall temperature of from what I'm hearing from people regarding this loss. Um. I'm the person where like a loss is a loss and maybe and maybe I take losses like tougher than other people. Or maybe I just express myself after a loss better than other or maybe worse than other people. I don't know. But losses irritate me. Uh whether it's blowout, whether it's heartbreak, 
whatever. A loss irritates me. And the conversation around this loss is, I don't know. I guess I've been irritated because people trying to make this into like a story of perseverance or something. And I'm like, okay, they could have went out there and got their ass smashed. They could have went out there and lost 90 to nothing or some shit, right? They could have got blown completely off the field. And they kept playing and they, you know, we kicked the onside kick and got it. And, you know, we made it. I don't think the game was ever in question. I'm going to just keep it a band. The game was lost. Um, but they kept playing. They kept fighting. And I just think it's a lot more people that's out here, you know, happy that we stay competitive with UNC. And I'm like, bro, let's, let's. No, like, 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 stop. Like, why are they trying to turn this into, like, some redemption tale or this underdog story? Like, we got flexed. Like, we got whooped. Let's be clear. We got whooped. They let off the gas pedal. Like, on defense, they just started bullshitting. They would sleep at the wheel. But let's be clear. If they wanted to put up 100, they would have. And I just think people keep, people's turn, like, it's turning that performance that y'all saw, that people saw last week. And people is taking this and turning it into some inspirational tale about a team that had some players out due to COVID and, and they never gave up. And we lost the game, man. We lost. We lost. If they would have, if they would have gave a shit, they would have scored a hundred. Like we got to chill. I don't know. I, I just think it's 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 one thing to say. Look, they could have got their ass whooped. They kept playing, you know, good on them. But, bro, I mean, some people are overdoing this shit with the, oh, my God, and they kept fighting, and they made it a game. That shit was not a game. We was down 21 points on two different occasions. That game was never in question. Um, We lost, and we didn't lose by 21. God bless them. They kept fighting. But, bro, y'all, some people got to chill. Look, they kept fighting. They never gave up. Thank God. Thank you. That's this is uh I think I I might even add this and I might make this a weekly segment like actual hard hat mentality. Take y'all into the mind of a construction worker. Okay, so because because the, this coaching staff and the messaging that comes out of this uh program, this football program is we have a hard hat mentality, even though it's clearly from people who's never worn a hard hat. So take it from somebody who wears a hard hat every day. I might add this this uh segment into the into the podcast. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. A loss, a loss in college football is probably the equivalent to an accident happening on the job site. Now, when an accident happens on the job site, the first thing that goes into everybody's mind is, is anybody hurt, right? Did anybody get hurt? And that's a simple yes or no. If it's a yes, how bad are they hurt? If it's a no, what got damaged? Now, losing that game to UNC, if we would have got blown out, that means somebody got hurt. That This is bad. We didn't get blown out. Even though I say the game wasn't in question, um, we just lost the game, you know, according to the temperature of what everybody's saying. They're just taking this as a loss, not an ass kicking. 
uh, if anything, they're just saying the defense got their ass kicked. Um, so this is one of those accidents where property got damaged. So as a job site and as a person who wears a hard hat, you will look at property damage as, okay, well, at least nobody got hurt. But we're not about to over-celebrate the fact that nobody got hurt. Property still got damaged. I hope y'all stand with me on this. So, yes. Property only got damaged, but we still got to pay for the property. Thank God nobody got hurt. And this is how I'm, and this is the mentality I take to this game. So, did we lose the game? Yes. Did we get blown out? No. And that's good. They kept fighting. But that's it. Like, you know. I'm not about to celebrate the fact that we didn't get blown out. Um, just crazy. Uh, whatever. Anyways, um, the defense played poorly, as expected, and I might I might be the only I might be the only Virginia Tech fan to say this publicly. It didn't matter who was on the field that day; we were outmatched regardless. Whether, whether whether you put out there Caleb Farley, you could put a, a I'm drawing blanks, Keontae Jenkins, whoever, whoever, even if you want to dig, you know, bring back the Fullers, we were gonna get whooped by that offense. It was gonna happen. If anybody been paying attention to college football for the last two three seasons, you knew UNC had weapons, UNC had running backs, UNC had the quarterback. It did not matter. It did not matter who uh, was in or out for Virginia Tech. That shit was dead. What we had to do, that game for us to be, for us to win it, that game had to be won on offense. Our offense. So, you know, the people saying that, oh, we had 15 players out and two or three safeties out and then Shamar Connor got ejected for targeting and we was down all these safeties and it didn't matter who was out there Shamar Connor was playing and was getting cooked mixed blended whatever words you want to use it didn't matter who was playing that shit was going to happen regardless you got to pay attention to what's going on you got to you can't always just look at the guys that's in maroon sometimes you got to just look at the other sideline and say those players are better than what we have. That's a fact. I be telling the folks about these teams, and sometimes people just be so, like, people be homers so much. Oh, but, you know, we beat up on Duke or whatever. All right, now we about to play a quarterback that can hurt us. I think I said that last podcast. Now we're playing a quarterback that can kill us. And the crazy thing about it is, yeah, Sam Howell did kill us. What He made, like, I think he threw four touchdowns. You know, he made the plays that were there. It was the running backs that killed us, that really, really killed us. It was bad. It was so bad. But like I said, that 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 uh performance on the defense was expected. Which brings me to the offense. Which brings me to the decision to start Braxton Burmeister overhanded hooker. And a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people are saying, uh, they didn't know. They wanted to see if Hendon Hooker was physically able to play. He had some type of heart situation, apparently. I'm not reporting. I'm just going off with the what, what people are saying. That he had some kind of condition. I'm just I don't even want to say a heart condition. 
he had some condition uh, that they was afraid to, you know, put him out there X, Y, and Z. So, okay, so why is he practicing? Why is he dressed out? And why is he on the sidelines? Once you say a kid is full go and you put a helmet and pads on him, he's expecting to play and the fans are expecting to watch him play. So why you start Burmeister? And, he, and when you realize that the Burmeister offense, Burmeister at quarterback, could not keep up to what UNC was putting out on offense, why did you stay with Burmeister that long and give Hendon Hooker three snaps in the, what I believe is the second quarter? The, 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 this, this coaching staff, they make decisions that just make you scratch your head and you say, yo, what is you doing? Because when, cause when Braxton Burmeister's in the game, they only trust him with a handful of plays. It's just, like the, it's just like the Quincy Patterson offense. You only trust a man with a handful of plays. So, the, so, when, the, so when any backup quarterback, whether it's Quincy Patterson or Braxton Burmeister at this point, is in the game, the, the opposing defense know exactly what the hell we want to do. They know what we want to run. They, they know everything. On, the only difference is, this goes back to the Boston College game, the Boston College <laughs> tripping, the NC State game, the Duke game, and the Carolina game. The difference is, can they stop it or no? Week one and two, they couldn't. Week three, with Burmeister in the game, they could stifle it. And I just think we lost a half of production because I'm not counting them three plays in the hooker got. I, I just feel like we just we punted on the game. I I, I, sw- I honest to God, I do not lie on this podcast. I really believe we would have had a better chance at winning the game. We would not have been down no 21 nothing and all of this other crazy shit. That, down what we were down. And um if Hendon Hooker's playing, because even if we're not scoring like they scoring, we're at least sustaining some drives. We're getting field goal drafts, something. Hendon Hooker is a better quarterback than Bryson Burmeister. At the very least, they're going to open the playbook for him. If, if, out of all the players on this team, I mean, let's be clear. When I say open the playbook for Hendon Hooker, he ain't running everything either. So if Burmeister get eight, nine plays, and Hendon Hooker and, and Quincy Patterson get seven plays, they give Hendon Hooker 15. <laughs> so I just think that uh, with Hendon Hooker in the game, drafts would have been sustained. So they're not just going warp speed on our defense, running it down our throats, and maybe the defense is better equipped to make stops in the second half. They had a little bit more confidence. You can't you can't let your defense just get dog walked by the best, second best offense in the league. The fuck you think they're gonna do in the second half when they even more gas, even more tired, more injuries, uh, Shamar Connor's targeting suspension. Like these coaches don't. When you got a defense that's getting key, I don't give a fuck what they were supposed to be coming into the game. They're not that clearly. So help them out. You got you got Jay Ham in his first game, his first game ever. Jay Ham is coaching in his first game ever. Help him out. It's crazy. That game is on the offense. 
The offense lost that game. People keep saying the defense lost the game. The defense was going to get killed. It didn't matter if Devin Hunter was playing, uh, Keontae Jenkins was playing, um, who else? It don't matter. If Jermaine Waller was coming back, it didn't matter. That shit was dead. Even if Caleb Farley was playing, that shit was dead. That game had to be one on offense. People keep talking about some of the defense game. Man, I don't, I don't care. You got to help that defense. Anybody thinking that the defense was going to come out there and stop Sam Howell and shut down all them receivers and stop them running backs, I told y'all, y'all be smoking dick. And this is why y'all always surprised when this shit happens. You know, I don't be on that. I'm always, man, listen, this team can hurt us. They got the athletes. No, no, we got, no, bro, they about to walk us. Y'all, we got to win this on offense. I said it last week. It's on the offense. That shit ain't on the defense. That shit was dead. But I don't be knowing nothing though. I'm just a I'm just a fan. You know. After the you know the first two weeks when we beat when we beat up on NC State and we beat up on Duke, and everybody was all happy and shit. Everybody knew what they was talking about. See, everybody know what they're talking about when we winning, right? And everybody's getting praised and everybody's getting. You know, we taking victory laps and all that, and we showing off all these highlights. But after a loss, don't nobody know shit, right? Because we ain't in the film room. It's funny how that work when it come to fans. Like, like when it come to cheering and all that, everything's on the table. But as soon as we start losing and we go to say, hey, why you start the inferior quarterback? And they shut the fuck up. You don't watch film. You don't know shit. No, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm hip. They should have played Hendon Hooker from the start. Is what I'm saying. If if, he, if you cannot make football no safer, holding them out for until we getting our ass kicked didn't make it any more safer for him to play. So people need to miss me with that. They was looking out for his best interest. If they were looking out for his best interest. His ass to be at home. Uh, why? Oh, watching on TV or or watching with a hoodie on. If they was really concerned about his well being. This ain't about his well-being. This is about winning, losing, bad decisions. If the coaches can say we fucked up, we put the wrong quarterback in, just say that. We fucked up. Uh, we thought Burmeister had a little bit more. You know, he, he, he had played the first two games. Uh, he didn't play awful in those first two games. He left something to be desired, but he wasn't awful. We thought he can get it rolling early. That's all you got to say. This ain't about uh, Hendon Hooker's health. Why he didn't start that game? This was okay. We thought Burmeister been playing. Hooker might not have uh, been ready for that type of speed yet. Ain't nothing wrong with saying that. Instead of, and this ain't come from the uh, coaches. This is coming from fans making excuses, talking about some. They were trying to protect him, the Hooker, from his condition that he had dealt with. If they were trying to protect that man's health, the man would be watching from home. You cannot make football no safer, bro. There's no such thing as trying to protect somebody by putting them on the fucking football field. That, that's, that don't, come on, man. Make, make it make sense. Like, we, we grown, folks. This is why I get so mad, because we're grown. They be trying to talk to us like we kids sometimes. We lost the game. Uh, we could have got blown out by 90. We, we fought, and that should be commended, but to try to make this seem like a tale of uh, perseverance and hokey spirit is goofy. I'll say it. 
I'm always I'm always the dick. I'm like out of all the podcasts and shit, I'm the dickhead of the podcast clicks, I guess. Cause me me and my ilk, me and my followers or whatever, my supporters, we be on we be on we we don't be on fluff shit. We be on nah bro. What the fuck? Like why is Burmeister out there? And then Hinder Hooker comes in the game. Not that three play bullshit. Uh but Henny Hooker really gets into the game and it saves us. I know Henny Hooker is tired of saving these coaches. And low-key, he did it again because he made the game just competitive enough so people cannot question the offense. He took Corny off the hook. He took Fuente off the hook. That's a fact. Don't even argue with me on this. Other week, uh, other games that happened in the ACC in week six, uh, Louisville beat Georgia Tech. No, fuck. Georgia Tech beat Louisville. My bad. I had Louisville beating Georgia Tech. So of course, <laughs> of course I picked I picked Louisville so they lose. <laughs> that um that as soon as I I talked about the kid uh Jeff Sims being great and then he went out there and played the worst game of his young career versus, like, Q's or somebody. And then the next week, he has the best game of his career uh, versus Louisville. <laughs> so, yeah, Georgia Tech won. Um, I picked UVA to beat NC State, and that shit did not happen. NC State was the better team all four quarters. Uh, the only reason why NC State – I mean, the only reason why UVA fans – wasn't all on Virginia Tech ass uh, for getting whooped by UNC is because they were simultaneously getting their ass bust by our son. Shout out to NC State. I see you. I see you, Wolfpack. Make daddy proud, you know. Our son out here hunting and killing. Uh man, I love it. Um. Uh, I had Duke beating Syracuse. Oh man, I really had no reason other than Cuddy ain't about to lose to no Cuse, bro. Um, Cuddy, cut man, Coach Cutcliffe, David Cutcliffe is a decent coach, man. He wasn't about to go lose to no Cuse after everything he been through already this season. This shit won't happen. That was my only reasoning. Uh, our opponent from this week, Boston College, played Pitt, and. I said it last week. That game is impossible to pick. I said whoever I pick, the opposite going to happen. I think I ended up picking Pitt after fighting over it. So the opposite happened. Boston College won. Um, it's something about them North, them North East uh, ACC schools outside of Notre Dame, obviously. Just it's so hard to pick them games, man. It's so hard to pick them games. This is a prediction I got right and wrong. I had Clemson beating Miami, but I made a, a somewhat warm take, not a hot take, because I didn't pick Miami to win. But I said Miami would put them on notice a little bit. Miami would pull their coat a little bit. That shit was capped. That shit did not happen. Uh, Clemson won that game. That game was never in question. Um, Dabo just toying. Dabo just toying with the ACC at this point. Like now he just like like he playing chess, the rest of us is playing go fish, like
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He and Clemson is, is in their own league. Dabo is in his own league. Brent Venables is in his own league. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in his own league. Travis Etienne is in his own league. Uh, everybody's looking up at Clemson. Uh, every Everybody, including North Carolina, including uh, Notre Dame. Uh, it's gonna be hard to knock them boys off, cause now they just they probably they probably just bored. Like man, just get us to the playoff. <laughs> Let's just beat down these bums and get to the real game, the real games that matter. I had Notre Dame beating FSU, like every that happened. Of course, Notre Dame beat FSU. <laughs> I don't think I was break. I don't even. I don't think I was uh. <laughs> Going out on old limb for that one. But uh, listen up, fellas, because we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you, you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Um... Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the weed whacker. 
The nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? That's nasty. That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. And I want to know about the other 19%. I, I, need, I, need, I need to see who, who those women are and who those men are that's that's in the nose hair ear hair. i want to see them i want to see them because i bet you they is shit fucked up it's time to upgrade your manscape routine with the weed wagger get 20 percent off plus free shipping um with the cold armchair at manscape.com thank you manscape for keeping our pubes trimmed and high and hairs and our hose looking nice. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Especially in fall coming around. You know, fall, you know, you, you go outside, you rake your leaves. You know, you ain't got to cut grass as much no more, but you got to still keep your yard maintained. So your body's like your yard, man. Keep that shit maintained, man. Y'all already, y'all already know. You gotta stay, you gotta stay clean out here, man. Let's move on, man. In the ACC, we are at week seven. Yes, the season is still going on. Yes, yes, that the season has not been canceled yet. We are at week seven. That's like damn near the halfway point for some teams. But uh, number one, Clemson at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech had a nice little bounce back game versus Louisville. Uh, but like I said earlier, uh, Dabo just playing chess. The rest of us is out here playing. What's the name of that shit? Tiddly Winks. I don't even know what the fuck Tiddly Winks is. I I remember somebody said that shit in school and I laughed. But. The rest of us is playing Tiddlywinks. If anybody knows what Tiddlywinks is, send me a tweet. Uh, is that shit a card game or what the fuck is that? What is what the fuck is Tiddlywinks? It sounds like some it sounds like some shit you should be going to jail for assault for winking at titties and shit. But yeah, I got Clemson winning that game probably by two or three touchdowns. Pitt on the road at number thirteen Miami. Pitt needs a win in the worst way. You don't want to play a team that needs a win in the worst way. But Miami is coming off an embarrassing, 
primetime ABC loss where they probably thought they was they probably thought they was something and then Clemson then brought them down a couple pegs. So Miami's kind of going to be in kill mode. They're going to be really aggressive. I I got I got Miami winning the game, but Pitt needs a win in the worst way and it's impossible to pick Pitt games because now Pitt we think Pitt trash, right? Everybody probably think Pitt trash. Pitt ain't going to do shit. And those are the games they wake up for, especially against Miami, um, where they in kill mode, where they need to win. So I'm going to say Miami going to win, but Pitt is going to make it Pitt is going to make it ugly. Pitt is going to employ exactly what pretty much Clemson did to Miami. Basically, my, Clemson took their corners and just told Miami, you bitch-ass niggas can't get open. Y'all ain't going to do shit about this. I think I think Pitt is going to do the same thing. They're going to just put their corners out there on islands and say, fuck it, somebody get open. Now, Clemson got probably the best athletes in the conference. And while Pitt has good athletes, they don't got Clemson's. So maybe Miami's receivers win more instead of just get getting bitched all night. We'll see. But I got I got Miami winning. Liberty plays at Cuse. Cuse should win. But shout out to Liberty, man. Like I said, man, I don't hate Liberty like that. Like a lot of Hokie fans. I don't hate Liberty. I got no beef with Liberty. I mean, they just the kids trying to play D1 ball, man. I got no beef with them kids trying to play some ball. What what whatever that whatever Jerry Falwell does in his bedroom, if they want to bring out the pool boy. And y'all want to be on some cuck fantasy bullshit? Whatever, man. Get your nut off, man. Look, man, life is too short. I cannot be judging dudes for how horny they are. I guess the beef with Jerry Falwell is he judged other people for their horniness. But, man, fuck all that, man. Jerry Falwell, if you listening, bro, you like watching people fuck your wife, whatever, whatever. Let me see what your wife look like, bro. I can help you. If she look like something, I could... You know, we can arrange some things. You know, you can, you can, you know, this nigga Jerry Falwell out here renting dick, whatever, bro. Live your life, man. <laughs> I ain't here to judge you, bro. Your your football team is gonna get their ass kicked this weekend. Um, but shout out to Jerry Falwell. Shout out to my, shout out to Hugh Freeze, man. Hugh Freeze might have took a dip in that, and some of that Miss Falwell cookie. You never know, bro. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell y'all some real shit. I ain't trying to get too off topic, man. I don't know. I forgot where I heard this, but the white man is the freakiest. I don't even want to say human. The white man is the freakiest living thing on the planet, and that is with no shade. The white man is the freakiest living species on the planet. Bar none. They into some crazy shit. I'm talking about cuck shit, pegging, all that crazy shit. I'm looking at bitches' toes, all kinds of shit. Doodoo, vomit. I mean, listen, man. My white brothers, they on, they into some kinky, freaky shit. And I don't judge them. Get your shit off, man. Life is full of suffering. But Cuse wins. Uh, Louisville at Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame stays rolling. Um, Louisville has been a disappointment. 
it was a lot of lies told on Louisville's behalf uh, by some of everybody, and they not that nice. Um, Notre Dame wins. Duke at NC State. NC State been rolling, man. NC State on a little bit of a winning streak. <laughs> you know, our son, both our sons. Hey, shit, sibling rivalry going on. Both our kids. I got NC State winning. Shout out to Cuddy, but nah, bro. <laughs> you had your chance. UVA at Wake. Um, that's that that game is impossible to pick because UVA, um, UVA is not good. I'm gonna sit up here and just keep it real with you, Chief. UVA is not good. Um, but. There's still, I still see flashes here and there. I'm going to pick Wake, man. I'm going to just go ahead and pick Wake and just live. I'm going li to live and die with, 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 with my pick. I'm going with Wake. North Carolina plays at Florida State. I got North Carolina winning that game. But be on the lookout for Florida State because Florida State, if anything, they got the athletes. They're gonna match up. They're gonna, they're gonna. If anybody think that Florida State is gonna play UNC uh, on the same level that we played them or worse, you're crazy. Florida State, if anything, can line up. They can take Asante Samuel Jr. Yes, there's another. There's another fucking Asante Samuel. They gonna take Asante Samuel Jr. and say, listen, stay, stay with uh Deami Brown all day. I don't. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of their scheme, but Asante Samuel Jr. Whether lined up against Deami Brown, Bo Corrales, or Daz Newsom, you know they have to be aware of that because that kid is a ball hawk, just like his pops. Um, you you're crazy. Or and and Florida State has a Marvin Wilson, who has been underachieving. I'm not saying he ain't, but if he wants to get back into the first round discussion like he was in the preseason. He has to dominate in a game like that. So what I'm saying is they're better equipped to play North Carolina than we were. So just don't don't expect them to do them like they did us, even though I do expect them to win the game. Oh, yeah, that, that does it for the ACC picks, man. Like I said, man, go to betonline.ag, man. Hey, take them shits to the bank, man. Last week was a bad week. Even Michael Jordan had off nights, man. Even Tiger Woods had off days at the whorehouse. <laughs> Not at the, Tiger Woods never had an off day at the golf course, man. Not until like his wife started beating him and shit. Tiger Woods probably had off nights at the whorehouse, man. Players fuck up, man. Even Mike Tyson got knocked out. This week, the Virginia Tech Hokies, our beloved Virginia Tech Hokies, Plays the Boston College Eagles. Um, Boston College is not the same Boston College under Steve Adazio. Um, there's no fucking, there's no tight ends with big ass neck braces. There's no uh, A.J. Dillon, a motherfucker who's 6'2", probably 240. Whatever this man, A.J. Dillon is, is literally Thanos and pads. Playing, playing running back for Boston College. All that is gone. It's over with. They're a passing team now. Yeah. 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 Even them, even them Matt Ryan teams, you know, 
were run teams, physical teams, and Matt Ryan just was a good quarterback, you know, accurate quarterback that can make plays too. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know if I could live in the world where Boston College is. This when you know, like passing and spread offense, it has completely taken over when when Boston College is slinging that bitch, and they got a they got a transfer quarterback and uh. Phil Dracovic, he went to Notre Dame. I think he was a Notre Dame transfer, landed at Boston College, slinging that bit. This man got uh over, he damn near got 1,200 yards passing already, eight touchdowns. His favorite target is Zay Flowers. We all know who Zay Flowers is. He one of the best receivers in the conference. I think he, I think he's, I think he leads the conference in receiving yards or some crazy shit. Um. So yeah, it's a different look. It ain't it ain't the Scott Leffler, Steve Adazio, Boston College that's been giving us hell the last couple of years. This this is some some new shit. This is some flash shit they doing. Um, like I said, when I was doing my little bit of homework on Boston College, and I'm like, yo, Phil Jerkovic, Jerkovic. And it just got me thinking, like, yo, white people, to my white listeners, and I got some white listeners. What the fuck happened to y'all last names? And I'm being serious, like, when did white, okay, and I say this because I'm a black person. Every black person in America that's not an African an African immigrant, or I, I can even say this about the Haitian immigrants and Jamaican immigrants. We're named after the white people who was here, right? Okay, my last name is Belfield. That ain't African. You get what I'm saying? You dig what I'm saying? What happened to the white people last names like Williams and uh, Johnson and Jackson and Jenkins? Because those are not African names. And it seemed like these days, Every black person last name is still Williams, Jenkins, Johnson, Jackson. Like I said, mine's kind of mine is Belfield, kind of uncommon, but still some white shit. But the white people nowadays, his name is Burmeister and Jerkovic and and Nugentheiser and all this crazy shit. Ain't no black people last name that. So what's up? What, what happened to the white Jenkins and the white Williams? And the white Johnsons. The only white Johnson I know is Woody Johnson. And he old as shit. This nigga like 99 years old. The white people out here just phasing out their old legacies. The fuck? Y'all got all these flat names now. And we stuck currying all legacies. That shit crazy, man. Get it together, white people. But yeah, we got to face Phil Dracovic. Um... I'm trying, I'm feeling time because I don't watch Boston College. I watch some niggas play like two games. Hokie should win. Uh, it should be a good atmosphere. Hokie, uh, they probably going to allow like a thousand fans. Uh, probably pumping crowd noise. Who knows? Shout outs to everybody listening to Don V Fridays. Like I said, man, Hokie should win. Boston College out here slinging that bit. They out here passing the ball all over the field, but they can't run it, which is crazy because they Boston College. Boston College out here struggling to run, bro. 60 yards a game rushing. That's insane. That is not the Boston College that I grew up watching. <laughs> it's a fact. Um, 
come into the post stream. Oh yeah, we play at eight o'clock too. I got I gotta remember to say that. We play uh ACC network eight o'clock. So there's gonna be a live game, a live post, a live stream post game reaction where you know we're gonna hang out, win or lose, we're gonna hang out, get some jokes off, drink LaCroix. You know, I'm I'm gonna have guests on if they wanna come on. If if you wanna come on and speak your piece, just ask to be added. I'll add you. If you a troll and I don't know you, I'm not gonna add you. But if I know you or people can vouch if I don't know you and but people can vouch for you and say that's a real person, not a troll, yeah, you can come on. You can even come on and disagree. I don't care. All 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 opinions are welcome. Uh I, I be feeling like I need to say this shit. All opinions are welcome. All sexual orientation is welcome. All religion is welcome. All political, I don't care. I don't give a fuck who you vote for. You're welcome. You, you like Trump? I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't like Trump. But you can come in. Get your shit off, man. We just talking sports, man. Just talking sports, man. And that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Like I said, this one kind of ran long. But we had a lot to talk about. This is no. I will see y'all in the live stream on Saturday night after Hokies victory. And um we'll be back on here next week. So until then, God bless.